Whether you're searching for a home to buy or you're just obsessed with looking at homes for sale, Redfin's got you covered. You can favorite homes, share listings with others, and even schedule tours with a local Redfin agent, all in the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process. They know how to help you win the right home at the right price. So download the Redfin app to get started today. Take time, whenever it is, sit down, close your eyes, and begin to just open your awareness to the space around you and just sense it and pay attention to it and become more aware of it. The act of opening your awareness begins to reduce the stress hormones and creates more coherent brainwave states. I'm doing it right now. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome back, my friend. So many of us have the potential to achieve our dream life, but what gets in the way for most of us is our mindset around if we are worthy of what we have the ability to do and questioning if anyone will ever even care. And we end up never taking those necessary steps forward because of those fears. But today, I've brought together some of my favorite moments with Joe Dispenza to help you unlock your fullest potential of your mind and break past any limiting beliefs you may have. Because my friend, you deserve the opportunity to do that for yourself. You are worthy of all of your dreams. And most importantly, you are worthy of feeling good, of loving yourself, of experiencing joy, love, and abundance. So in this episode, we discuss how to manage and overcome any anxiety in your life, how to manifest the dream life that you have for your future self, and what it will take to heal yourself every single day, to stop living in the pains and the wounds of the past, and be more present and thinking about the now and the future. And I'm very excited for you to dive in. If this is your first time here, click the subscribe button right now and make sure to spread this message with a friend if you're inspired by this at any moment. Okay, in just a moment, the one and only Joe Dispenza. In this first section, Joe breaks down where anxiety stems from for most of us and how we can learn to manage and overcome it so that we can stop living in survival mode and begin living in abundance. Where does all anxiety stem from? Hmm. Anxiety is doing this, living in the survival. When you're living in survival, I'll tell you this, when the survival gene is activated, out of the infinite potentials in the quantum field, you'll always choose the worst case scenario. Why? Because if you're in survival and you're preparing for the worst, there's always better chances of surviving if anything less happens. So people are always selecting the worst thing in their mind and they begin to emotionally embrace that future before it happens. Thought and emotion, you start conditioning. So you're conditioning the body to become the mind of fear. You keep doing that enough times, once the body becomes the mind, it's a subconscious program. Person has a panic attack. Try as you may to control it with your conscious mind. You can't. You programmed it subconsciously. Now you worry about the next panic attack. And as you start worrying about the next panic attack, it's the vigilance that creates the next one. Now here's what's happening in our work. People who are self-regulating and creating these elevated states, we we have heart scans of them sustaining heart coherence for a whole hour during a meditation. Then at the end of the day, they're still wearing the monitor. 
It's eight o'clock at night, they're not even in a meditation, and for a whole entire hour, they're in heart coherence. We say to the woman, uh, what's going on here? She said, I, I have no idea. I was just getting ready for bed, and all of a sudden, my heart just swelled up. It was so intense, I had to lay on my back and surrender to love wow. instead of surrendering to fear. She had a spontaneous love attack instead of a spontaneous panic attack. Now, wow. I would call that the natural state of being. So then, if you're living by those elevated states and you know how to feel that emotion of your future before it happens, you're less likely to wait for it to happen because you'll feel like it already happened. You're less likely to try to control it. You'll know that the moment you lose the feeling, you just disconnect it and you're gonna make your way back. And when you get good at it, no person, no thing, no experience can take it away from you. Wow. Now you're empowered. And if you understand the laws of how creation happens, then you're less likely to compete and rush to get what you want. You're gonna know that it's gonna to come to you. And now that's the new model of how we create. Knowing it's gonna to come to us at the right time, what if we want it faster? Well, you just do it again. Mm. But remember, if you're trying to make it happen faster, you're back to the old self. Right. The new self would never do that. The new self would con constantly stay there. And so then how does it appear? It appears in a way that you can't expect. Because if you can predict it, it's the known. It's gonna come in a way that you haven't thought of, an unknown. And it's, and it's gotta rock your world. It's gotta catch mm. you off guard. It's gotta leave you no doubt that what you've been doing inside of you that produces some effect outside of you. And when you correlate what you've been doing inside of you with the effect that produ you produced outside of you, you're gonna pay attention to what you did and do it again. And the energy of the joy that you feel when it happens, mm. you're gonna use that energy to create again. Now, people say to me, well, I'm this way because of that person and that thing. I would say to them, so you mean then that person or that experience out there is controlling your thoughts and feelings? Right. <gasps> that means you're a victim to your environment. But when you start changing your thoughts and feelings and it starts to produce an effect in your environment, you're gonna change the belief that you're a victim consciously or subconsciously of your life to becoming more of a creator of your life. Mm. And now all of a sudden when you become more a creator of your life, you can't blame anybody. You can't say, well, that person or that thing, you'd have to say, I gotta be greater than that environmental right. condition. Who in history can I study that had the same challenges? What, was, what, what did they do? Let me just work that into my rehearsal so that I can improve, right? Just like you've done right. with sports, it's the right. same process. Yeah. When do you experience the most love? Ooh. Personally. I, yeah, that's a great question. So, um, so it turns out that the signature of the quantum field is greater and greater degrees of oneness and wholeness, right? So think about it. Um, when we live in stress, we live in separation, right? Because our senses fool us into believing you're there and I'm here and everybody is separate from us and everything is separate from us. That's 3D reality, right? right. But as you start opening the center, all of a sudden, when you become nobody, no one, no thing, nowhere and no time, right? That's the moment that your consciousness lines up with the consciousness of the field. That's when you are totally present. Now here's the deal. If I can get people to believe that just because they can't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist, that they can just connect and pay attention to that field and stay present with it and become more aware of it, moment after moment after moment, every interaction with that invisible field Every experience lays down new circuits in their brain for them to perceive more of it, right? Mm -hmm. So then as they keep their attention on it, they start moving closer and closer to it. So they experience less separation and more oneness and wholeness. Mm -hmm. So then when that happens, there's a cascade 
of all kinds of physical and chemical and energetic things that begin to happen. So for me, the, the best way that I can describe that field is it's intelligent love. It's greater levels of order and unity and oneness. And when you strike it and you hit it, it is the most incredibly electric feeling you will ever mm. have. It is the most familiar, unfamiliar feeling huh. you will ever have. You will swear that you are ancient in that moment and you will connect. And it won't be just like love for your puppy. You will feel it in every single cell of your body. And I mean like a, a vibration, a, a coherence, where your body becomes electric. And the only way we can describe that is love. You, 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 you yeah. taste that one time. One and all the time. Here's what I say. I always say, the first time it happens, the first time it happened to me, and every time since, when I come back to my senses, I always say the same thing. Joe Dispenza, you got this all wrong. Because some veneer, some conditioning is lifted. You start realizing that the way you think life is, isn't that way. So now, when I've had those moments, Lewis, I have said, there cannot be any more love than this until the next experience. Until the next time. I mean, how much is there, right? I mean, wow. you, how, you, you get super humbled. You when get, was the last time? Ooh, about, uh, well, about uh, five days ago, yeah. What yeah, was I, the moment? Ooh, I just had a very profound mystical experience. <laughs> I was, uh, I'll, t I'll tell you the short story. And how it. often does it happen also? I don't know, I mean, I, I, I live for them. Yeah, uh, so uh, you try to do it every month if you I, can? Or no, I, 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 weekly, I just do the meditations and, uh, and then when they happen, I'm, if I'm just in the right place and I don't have a plane to catch or an email to answer and I have a little laxity and I can kind of surrender into the moment, I just, um, I had this incredible, uh, I don't know how to describe this, but uh, they, uh, there was a geometric pattern, like mandala, I don't know what it was, and it moved right through my entire body, and it was like uh, working with me, with my physical body, and wow. if I could surrender to it, it was just incredible bliss, I mean incredible incredible bliss I mean I don't know how to describe it and wow. and and when that occurs uh, when it happened to me I had this my heart was just lit up like it was it was a it was an experience it wasn't a physical experience you know it was it was from within and here's the weird thing every time it happens my heart feels alive like it lasts for days like the emotion wow. from the experience Last for day. And people are like, yeah. uh, what's up with you? Like, what, what? And you're just kind of oh, got, so this, joyful, you got this big smile on your face. I just am so happy to be alive. Wow. Right? And so I think that <laughs> independent of, listen, I now know, I mean, we've measured genetic changes, hormonal changes, neurotransmitter changes. We've measured immune system responses by trading fear mm. for gratitude. We've measured gene expressions. We now know that people can uh, signal the gene to, to, for, to reduce cancer and tumors, signal the gene to grow new neurons. We've measured this. Signal the gene for, uh, for stem cells to go to damaged tissues and repair them oxidative stress gene signal. We, we've, we've seen that in our, in our students. Now right. here's the deal. After all of those studies in the last six years, you can't tell me you're too old to do this work. Can't tell me that. We've got people in their 80s doing miraculous things. Can't tell me you're too sick to do this work. We've got people that were at the end of their life, stage four, and re 
turn that battleship around. Wow. You can't tell me that you had too turbulent of a past to do this for people that were really rough pasts that are now free. You can't tell me uh, you're not, you've never meditated before. We have people who have never meditated before the most profound mystical experience. Wow. You, you can't tell me you're too overweight, too underweight, too out of shape, too in shape. You can't tell me that anymore because all colors, all races, everybody can do it. That's the cool part about it. And when you get a community of people together uh, and you move them from one state of mind to another, there's this moment mm. And I can almost predict when it happens, the second or third day, where people just start hooking up. And then when they start hooking up, you know, we start, we're seeing now in our events. I mean, a lady that was blind from birth, 5% vision, by the end of the event was seeing. I mean, wow. how do you explain that? We had three people in the last two uh, events that were deaf that are hearing now. Wow. People with crutches that were limited or walking without crutches and canes, spinal cord injuries, I mean, Parkinson's disease, in, in a week. Like, um, that's gotta be, like, wow. a, it doesn't, doesn't wake you up to what's possible. And you're witnessing a tumor and a woman's thyroid that was there at the beginning of the event is gone at the end of the event. I mean, wow. like, you, you gotta scratch your head and just go, wow, reality isn't at all the way I think it is, right? And so there's this humility that comes, like, well, I don't know anything, mm. but I'm willing to go down, push the envelope a little bit more. So we're only as good as our ability to execute this, right? But as we get better consistency at it. Consistency of it too, yeah. Consist I'm all about consistency, and I'm, I'm be the first guy to say, do the blood test, do the scan, let's do the test to make sure that it's, just not in your mind, it's in your brain, yeah. let's know. So, so, now, so now the evidence then supports it, the, the, the testimonials support it, and all of a sudden people now are beginning to wake up uh, to what's possible, and just like the four minute mile. The four minute mile was broken, once right. it was broken, we pierced the veil, everyone did. So we're just seeing now the same thing, we've pierced the veil, and people are just, just all in, it's, they're not 50% in, they're all in, and my goodness, we're creating this kind of wake and momentum, but not wow. just for healing, but for creating new jobs and new relationships, new sure. opportunities. Abundance, everything, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is that they want. For, people, come, people come to the work for all kinds of reasons, sure. and I don't really care, but by the time they start doing the work, all they really wanna do is give. Because mm -hmm. when you feel so amazing and feel so great about yourself that you no longer want anything, the first thing you want to do is give. I mean, when we see that brain scan moving into coherence and those two hemispheres come together and all of a sudden we see that heart just start going boom, boom, very orderly. And see the more energy going in the brain, the brain goes into super coherence. You can walk around and look at that person who's getting the brain scan and there are tears of joy rolling down her face. She's feeling so whole that it's impossible to want. How can you want when you're whole? Mm. Now you feel like you already you don't need anything. You, you feel like you have it already. That's the moment mm. the magic happens. So she's no longer creating from lack and duality and separation. Scarcity, yeah. No scarcity, she's feeling like it already happened. That's, that's a very profound signal in the field. That's dropping a big stone in the water and it's producing some big waves. And things are starting to manifest. She's You're attracting she's synchronicity right. and everything. Yeah. yeah, now she's drawing it to her. So then. So then, if you're doing that, to answer the original question, is that then if you keep practicing that, then you gotta get up and maintain that modified state of mind and body your entire day. And it's just a practice. And as you do that, and you start seeing all the fun things happening, it's not like, oh, 
I got to go create my life today. Right. You're like, you're like, I got to go because right. I don't want the magic <clears throat> to stop. Mm -hmm. So I just do it because I love the crazy, magical, wonderful things that happen that that I would just just never anticipate in my mm. life. And so people are catching on to it and they start coming for one reason, you know, they they want money or they want a health. Sure. Or, but it's not about your money, it's not about your health, it's not about your new relationship, it's not even about the mystical moment, it's about who you become in the process. Because overcoming all those limitations mm -hmm. to become somebody else, nobody can take that away from you. Wow. And do you feel like you've answered those questions? To, for yourself, who am I? Why am I here? What am I doing? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think or though it, that. Or is there questions you still haven't answered? No, I mean it's not that there's questions that I still haven't answered. It's just that I'm I'm always changing my answers, because I'm not. I mean, even my definition of surrender, just from six months ago, is not even close to the same definition that mm. I have today. What's the definition now? Well, surrender, I man, it's just greater degrees of letting go and trusting. Everything. I just like, like, if, like when my world is going sideways and my staff is just freaking out, I'm always like, oh, I'm just going to let go. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going to control anything. They're like, what? The ship is sinking. I'm like, yeah, but I got to go surrender. against the chemicals wow. and I got to trust. Because and if you're going to stress in that moment and have anxiety, you're going to create more of that. Oh, you're, you're going to make things worse. So I just let go all the way, all the way. And, and, and you got to lay down the very thing you used your whole life to get what you want for something greater to occur. And that's not, that's not one bite. That's not one leap. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. And so uh, uh, letting go a little bit more and trusting if you if you over surrender, that's that's lazy and lethargic. <laughs> right, right. If you over intend, that's trying and forcing. Mm. So there's this razor's edge between intention and surrender, right? Wow. You got to be able to be able to take action, right? Yeah, right. And but, surrender, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want to get in the way, right? Yeah. So and that's just it's <laughs> a lot of trial and error, you know. But sure. you figure it out, right? Wow. Yeah. What do you feel like your mission is right now, then? Wow. So. Um, for me right now, I mean, my passion is our, uh, these week-long events. Uh, How many do you do a year? We do about uh, 10, uh, about, oh, just a little less than once a month, you know, uh, around the world. And it's usually about 1,000 people. Uh, and now what we're doing is we're doing this whole other level. Uh, we're doing two uh, really cool things. One is a challenge activity. And what I want to do is uh, we now know that our students can create a lot of brain and heart coherence, but they can do it with their eyes closed in a room with a thousand people and soft music playing and uh -huh. they feel safe. But now let's get them in a situation where that would normally elicit fear or some Anxiety. emotion. Get them in the real world. Get them in the real okay. world and get them up somewhere where they're feeling a little uncomfortable wow. or they're being challenged through endurance. And let's see him create brain and heart mm. coherence right on that spot. Like this is, this is the moment. This is this is your life. Like you got to be able to do this right now. You can't say I can't. It's too hard. I can't do this. I'll start tomorrow. I don't want to. That's not the moment. That's what you do in your life. Let's put you there. And instead of just white knuckling and pushing through, let's get really conscious. Surrender. Let's get really yeah. present. Yeah. Let's create that heart and brain coherence, and let's work it. And then make the move when you're in that state. You know rhythm through that resistance, create that kind of coherence. And, 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 and I was just at the HeartMath Institute, who we partner with, and we were, the Doc Childry, the guy that created HeartMath, he said, it's all about rhythm through resistance. It's about that ability 
to create that kind of internal order when there's chaos going on around you. So what's the relevance of that? A person who's going through a challenge activity that's a huge obstacle course and they have the belief that they have a spinal cord injury or they have MS or Parkinson's disease and they never try anything in their life and we got them up there and there's people rooting for them and they're in that state and they're in that heart coherence and they go through that whole course and they've overcome they're going to walk back in their life and whatever challenges that they have they're going to be like this is nothing, this is yeah. nothing. Yeah. I've just reset the scale so and the other thing is that people move past where they normally can go there's a liberation of energy and that's available energy that just needs to be organized so then they start organizing that energy then they're doing magic the other yeah. thing we're working on is um is uh, non-local healing we, we call the cage we get a person to lay down with a health condition we get eight people around them we teach them about energetic coherence we talk to them about the science that it's not matter mm. that emits a field it's the field that creates matter. Change the field, you change matter. We give them the science and the understanding, and then we let them go. And we have seen people, all kinds of healings take wow. place in 10 minutes. Like, how do you explain that? How do you explain a person laying there who isn't even being touched, and their entire body is moving in all these different directions by, with energy? One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host so listen we all know life is full of yada yada like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print and i know you've dealt with yada yada before like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else and yes it is possible to outsmart yada yada like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included but you don't take yada yada in life so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. It's incredible. So. Wow. I want to develop that. Why? I want to get so good at that, Lewis, that 50% of those people that are laying down get up healed. We're going to walk into a city when we do a week-long event. We're going to call the children's hospital. We're going to say, send those kids with cancer wow. down. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to change futures, right? Hmm. And, and, and man, you know, you talk about opening your heart, but if you, you, you think you open your heart, but when you get an opportunity to give, 
And, and, you, and these people have been working all week long. When it comes time to heal, they're not saying, oh, my back hurts. They're not saying, how long is this gonna go? Right. Am I doing it we right? Transform they, someone's life, yeah. They left that. They left those attitudes on Monday. Yeah. yeah they, this is Friday. This is Saturday. Sure. They, they're not. They're hooked. They've been connecting to the field all week long. They're not. They're not in their analytical mind. They're beyond their body. They know how to get beyond their environment. They're, they're, they know how to get beyond time. So, mm. when it comes time to execute, they've been practicing all week. They've been. They've right. been in a camp. They've been practicing. So, wow. so you get a group of people doing that together, and all of a sudden the energy. We've measured the energy of the room, and the energy of the room always goes up. Wow. It just goes up, and that's available energy to heal. That's available energy to do the mystical. So, I just want to get consistent. And I want to get really good at it. Mm. And, it and it's not about me. I'm not good at it yet? We're, well, we, we were making great changes in like unbelievable changes in people's health. But before I step out into the world and say, let's go to the Children's Hospital in Toronto mm -hmm. and let's call up the oncologist there and say, hey, we'll never touch the kids. Right. We'll just lay them down. Just want to hang out. Yeah, yeah. It'll just be a half an hour. They'll just be laying on the ground and then we'll be done and develop a relationship. I want to be good enough. Mm -hmm that when we do do it, that we're gonna execute an outcome. Yeah, and, 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 and that way we're beyond reproach. It's no right. longer a bunch of spiritualists doing this. There's a science behind it right. and we now know it. Right? Thousands of cases are set yeah, up. We've yeah, got, we've got tons of cases now, yeah, exactly. but I don't know the statistics. We're gonna start right. doing the statistics now and right. we're gonna start tracking those That's changes. Cool. So then I can say without a shadow of a doubt, yeah, we're at 30%, on the last three events we had 30% remission. Not, not just like it goes away for a little bit, but it goes away and stays wow. away. That's cool. And some people go to the healing, they get in the cage for their knee problems and they come out hearing better. That just happened to a guy the other day. He, he, he had a bad knees and he, was, he went in to get his knees healed, but he forgot that he's, you know, he didn't think about his hearing problem. He got bit by a poisonous snake when he was like a three-year-old kid and always had hearing problems, whereas hearing aids the whole bit. He comes out of the, the he said he'd never felt in that amount of love in his entire life. Wow. And that's the common thing that people say. The woman that got her vision back, that's not what she talked about. She didn't talk about the fact that she could see. All she kept saying was, I feel like a child again. I mm. feel like a baby again. I feel fresh. I feel like I'm newborn. I feel clean. Mm. She kept talking about how she felt. Then she said, oh yeah, and I can see faces right, now. Right. And there were these two big, uh, flower arrangements on the stage. And she said, I thought those were guards guarding Dr. Joe the whole week. She couldn't even see the flowers. She just saw the, you huh. know, the form. And she goes, I can see the flowers now. But, but the first thing was how they felt. And he, the same way, he said, I had never, I was sobbing. I never felt so much love in my life. It wasn't mm. like I was trying to feel it, it just happened. And he said, and I got up, and all of a sudden I could hear Dr. Joe talking without my hearing aids, and uh. I just kind of like, I think my knees were a little better, but my hearing's a lot That's better, great. you know? So you never know, right? That's you amazing. never know. Shoot, everyone's gotta get in the cage. <laughs> in like the it. cage, yeah. I like to give people a challenge. I'm curious, I want everyone listening for the next seven days to try something. Mm -hmm. And if you could give one to three different things that we could think differently or eliminate mm -hmm. when a thought comes to us or we react in a certain way, if there's something you think that if we eliminated one, two, or three things, and we did this every day for seven mm -hmm. days, we would start to see mm -hmm. incredible mm -hmm. feelings of differently, would feel healthier, more lively, more love. What would okay. be those few things? Okay, well most people, number one, they get up in the morning and uh, the first thing they do is they think about the problems in their life. 
And those problems are memories from the past. Mm -hmm. So the moment they think about their problems, they're thinking in the past, right? Every one of those problems has an emotion attached to them. So they start feeling unhappy or mm -hmm. unworthy or whatever. And how you think and how you feel is your state of being. So most people's entire state of being is in the past when they start today. So if in the familiar past, they're gonna live in a predictable future, right? Mm. So they get up and they check their cell phone, they check their text, their WhatsApp, their Facebook, they post something on Facebook, they tweet, they Twitter, they check the news, then they go to the bathroom, get a cup of coffee, take a shower, get dressed, check more emails, drive to work the same way, do the same thing. So they're in a program. They've actually lost their free will to the program. Wow. So if you start your day, and you start your day with this simple question, what is the greatest ideal of myself that I can be today? Mm. You ask yourself that question. And now listen, your body's gonna go like, well, you gotta get a cup of coffee and you I'm gotta- tired. I'm tired. Yeah. And you gotta go, ah, 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 body, uh, you're not the mind, I'm the mind right now. You're gonna sit here, I'm gonna feed you. <laughs> uh, you're gonna get your coffee, you're gonna do all those things, but right now, this is my time. You're gonna obey me, right? So now, the body's no longer the mind, you're the mind. And so when it wants to get up and you become aware of it, and we turn back to the present moment, every time you do that's a victory. Wow. And you're changing some aspect of yourself. So then ask yourself, I do this all the time, write down four thoughts that you're gonna stay conscious of the whole day. I can't, it's too hard. You'd be surprised the moment you become conscious of what those thoughts are, how unconscious you've been to them all day, right. you know, for weeks on end. Write down what you speak, how you speak, four things you wanna change, how you act, how do you, how do you act? Do you complain, do you blame, do you make excuses, do you feel sorry for yourself? That's a victim consciousness. What emotions do you live by? Is it possible that you're so used to living by guilt mm. you don't even know it's guilt, it just feels like you? Do, you? do you allow your energy to drop? Become conscious of those states of mind and body and review them and say, this is the old self. Then say, what thoughts do I want to fire and wire in my brain? And start firing and wiring and start feeling it. What behaviors will I demonstrate today? What choices will I make? One day, one lifetime. Mm. And just like you did, rehearse them. Rehearse the whole entire thing. Yeah. Begin to install the neurological hardware in your brain. And if you keep installing it, the hardware is gonna become a software program and you're gonna start thinking and acting that way. And then here's the tough part. Can you teach your body emotionally what your future is gonna feel like before it's made manifest? Mm. And don't get up until you feel that way. Now. Practice that for a few days and then see if you can stay in that state and watch all of a sudden all those weird doors start opening for you. Synchronicities. Synchronicities, yeah. whatever they are. <clears throat> Number two, take a time at the end of your day, the end of your day before you lay down and give thanks for your life and feel gratitude and really teach your body what it feels like. The emotional signature of gratitude, when gratitude means mm. you're getting something. <clears throat> if I give you something that's a value, you would say thank you because you would feel it, right? So when you're receiving, you're giving thanks. So gratitude is the ultimate state of receiving. Mm. So then people only accept, believe, and surrender to the thoughts equal to their emotional state. Right. So if you're in a state of <clears throat> gratitude, Every thought's gonna make it right down into your body. If you're saying, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, I'm wealthy, and your body's programmed in negativity, it's saying, no, you're not, no, you're not, no, you're not. That thought's gonna stop right here. So as you elevate your state, there are about 1,200 different chemical reactions that go on in the body that begin to restore and repair the body in a state of gratitude. And so we've done the research to mm -hmm. prove that. 10 minutes and just feel it 
with all of your heart. That's it. Wow. Third thing, and, and very important, take time, whenever it is, <clears throat> sit down, close your eyes, and begin to just open your awareness to the space around you and just sense it and pay attention to it and become more aware of it. The act of opening your awareness begins to reduce the stress hormones and creates more coherent wow. brainwave states. And I'm doing it right now. And it's just a practice. Yeah. It's just a practice. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. In this section, Joe breaks down how we need to begin speaking about our past in order to become the person we want to be and manifest our dream future life. I'm more in love with my future than the story of my past. But most of us tell the story of our past in a negative sense on how it's held us back. Um, millions of times over our life, as opposed to the story of the future of what we want to create or who we want to become. Yeah, listen, again, you tell that story and the latest research on memory says that memory is creative. That in fact, 50% of that story, you embellish. People make up that story. <laughs> Let me tell you why they make up that story. Because they excuse themselves for the fact that they haven't been able to change since that event. They'll have to make it sound worse than it really was. To make it harder to grow and change. So that they can reaffirm their limited sense of their mm. inability to change. So then that story becomes more and more of a story and it's less of the truth because you got to work yourself up into a state. There were lions and tigers and there was, right. you know, there were helicopters. Snowstorms. And yeah, and everybody was firing bullets. <laughs> worse than you could possibly imagine. And then you got to feel that emotion, right? And then you're yes. looking, oh yeah, it must have been really bad. Now that's, that's your identity now. That's your identity. And so you hold, then, the more you hold on to that identity of the past, the harder it is to become who you want to be in the future. Well, here's, here's to answer the other part of your question when we started talking. How do you get that person out of their past? Yeah. Well, you gotta, you, we need a week. It's not going to yeah. happen. You mean it doesn't happen overnight? No, I want them to come right <laughs> up against their fear. I mm -hmm. want them to come right up against their doubt. I want them to come up against the point where they're going to give up and quit. And they're going to sit there and nobody else is giving up and quitting. And they're going to go all in more and they're going to start believing what there's something on the other side of that emotion. They're going to believe that there's something past the story of their past because they're stretching themselves out of the known. And it takes a tremendous amount of awareness, repetition, information, mm. model building, sharing, understanding, experiencing to finally have a person get to the point where they just let go. And wow. when they do, the body's liberated from the past. And there's a release of energy. And we now know that there's a formula to teach people how to do that. In fact, we're getting so good at it that the first two days, day and a half sometimes, one day in certain groups of a week-long event is about retiring that past, finishing it. You know, this is when the story ends. This is when they get over it. Now, the next five days, <laughs> the person's ready to create a new future. And they're not going to have a problem teaching their body what it feels like to be in love with life, to feel like all their needs are met, that they're free. They are going to fall in love with it and they are going to begin to signal new genes. They're going to begin to change the brain circuitry, the brain chemistry, their immune system, their gene expression, the telomeres. It's all going to happen. They're, they're more of that future self and, and they're, they're headed to a future. Now, here's the deal though. 
you got to be able to sustain that state when you return back to your life. That's the name of the game. You got to be able right. to, you got to bring the game into your life now. And no person, no circumstance, no condition in your life would cause you to feel the old way again. Because the moment you started feeling victimized, the moment you started feeling angry, you just returned to the old self. You disconnected from the energy of your future and you're back to the energy of your past. Don't expect anything to change in your life. And if you say to me, well, it was because of that person, I'd say, ah, you're back to the unconscious program right. of believing that your outer world is controlling your inner world. Now, the moment the person starts creating effects in their life and they start having those synchronicities and serendipities, now all of a sudden they're going to realize what they're doing inside of them is producing an effect outside of them. And they're going to say, oh my God, I'm more of the creator of my life and the less of the victim I am mm. of my life. And I wouldn't create getting that health condition because I'm creating everything in my life. And now they're yeah. not victims. And so, so, so it's, a, it's not something you get in one bite. You know, it's something you got to stick with. Of course. So what are a few things we can do before we come to your uh, events? What are a few things we can do to support our inner environment on a daily basis? Ah, well, listen, um, the first thing and the, and the most important thing for me is knowledge and information. Mm -hmm. Knowledge is really power. And, and knowledge and information about yourself should, in, it should empower you. It should empower the self, right? So when we learn about the immune system and all that can do, and we say, oh, my God, you mean not every virus gets to me? In fact, no. And the more you, the more you understand that and the more you coax your immune system into love and into love. Mm. Like we, well, I just did this little thing on, um, on our social media where I was talking about the inner army of order and mm. what would be the signal mm. you would want that inner army to get. And so we created this meditation and we said, what would invincibility feel like? Signal your body and feel invincible. How would you feel if you had an uncompromising will that you had more energy than you could possibly imagine? Show your body what it feels like because it is that emotion of invincibility, that emotion of an uncompromising will to empower your inner world. And you have the intent of that's what it's for. Wow, get ready because you're going to start creating a cadence and a rhythm where your, your body's going, whoa, what, what, are the, what is all these new chemicals? What are all these new signals? Right. Hey, hey it's time. Hey, hey. Uh, now all of a sudden receptor sites on the T cells go, wow, we got some new signals coming from the boss here. Let's right. open up all those T cell receptors. Let, let's go. We, and in fact, we're, we're, we, we would love a little fight right now because we got a lot of time on our hands and we got all our receptors turned on. <laughs> oh, I mean, that, that would be a signal for your body. We also know that if you could just trade fear and frustration and resentment and suffering uh, for an elevated emotion and truly open your heart again and practice doing that, um, you'll heal. You'll uh, heal. You'll heal because, I mean, all healings happen in the heart. And we've seen mm. some really incredible moments uh, in the last year where people that were traumatized from childhood, that were abused sexually, physically, emotionally, that were suicidal, that had all kinds of health conditions, they came to the edge of that emotion that kept them connected to the past. And they were ready to give up in one meditation because they, they never had felt an emotion like this that they could remember, that mm. it was so intense. And they thought about all the times for the last year that they never missed a day of doing a meditation, even when they didn't feel like it, 
or where they wanted to quit halfway through and they didn't, they went all the way. They thought about all those times that they went to that point and they went one more time. Really? And their their words are always the same. And my heart blew wide open. And I look back at my entire past and I don't want to change one thing in my past because it brought me to this present moment. And I can see my betrayers. I could uh, see the people in my life uh, that had a hand in this. And I have nothing but compassion for them because now the person is no longer viewing that past from the same level of consciousness. They're viewing it from a place of love, of wholeness, mm. and they see the greater good of all of it. And now their they're, they're, they're conditions, their health conditions, their endometriosis, their uterine tumors, I mean, whatever it is, literally goes disappears and they have an incredible, incredible change in their brain chemistry. They're in love with life. They're off their meds. Uh, they're not suicidal. They're, why, why would they be? They're free. So it can happen in an instant when the heart is healed. And everybody gets the new signal. The body's out of the past. The body's no longer feeling the emotions of the past. And sometimes we got to come right up against that edge. That's, yeah. the, that's the great moment. It's so, probably not sometimes. It's probably every time in order yeah. to break through is to get up against that edge. Yeah. So how do we, I mean, I feel like we've brainwashed ourselves over the years to believe a story of the past is who we are and who we will always be in the future. So how do we brainwash ourselves in times of stress and anxiety in order to become more peaceful, loving, and successful in the future? How do we brainwash ourselves in a different way? Sure. Well, um, that's what uh, I have spent about my whole life. <laughs> I mean, and and um, wow, I mean, the first and most important thing is that you have to understand that if 95% of who you are is a set of unconscious programs, mm. then the first step is lighting a match in a dark place. If you want to become someone else, you got to become aware of who you are. Yes. <laughs> that means you got to start thinking about what you've been thinking about. You got to start paying attention to how you speak. Got to be conscious. Being, being conscious to every thought, action, emotion, uh, word, emotion, yeah. feeling, expression, body language, everything exactly. yeah. you need to be aware of and conscious of. Self is there, aware. Is there, is there a way that you help people to track this besides just like, okay, I'm aware of this in the moment. Do they journal the, their thoughts throughout the day or when a negative thought comes up, do they remember the way their body language is throughout the day, closed off and guarded or open? Do they, how, how do they self-reflect where they can track it better? Mm. Well, that's a big question. But I, I will tell you this, that you demystify the word meditation and the word meditation literally means become familiar with. Yeah. And when you become so familiar with your thoughts, so aware of your emotions, so conscious of your habits that you wouldn't go unconscious to, to them again, now you're no longer the program, right? Mm-hmm. So, so getting people disentangled from that program, we found out as a formula. And when we teach people how to do certain things with their focus and opening their awareness, when we teach them how to create a very disorderly brain that has been driven by the hormones of stress into a more orderly, coherent brain and teach them how to open their focus and practice. 
When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game. Or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Is that They'll come up against those thoughts and they'll become so familiar with them. Listen to this. They won't believe them anymore when they come up any longer. Wow. And so when they hear them in their day, they'll be like, that's not going to stop me from my future. So if they're sitting there and they want to quit, just because they're sitting still and they're not quitting, then they're developing a will that's greater than those programs. And you're breaking out of the shell. And you keep doing that. You're going to get up and do the work every day because you did it yesterday and you're going to want to do more of that because you're getting out of your past and it feels better. And if you keep doing that and you keep feeling better every day, the question is, why wouldn't you do it every day? Because you would ultimately just feel better. And then yeah. the more whole you feel means the more you are connected <clears throat> to your future. Imagine if you felt every single day, and this is what I do work on. If I could stay connected to the emotions of my future all day long, there's no way I would be looking for when it would be happening. How could I look for when it would be happening if I feel like it's happening? I wouldn't look anymore, which means I wouldn't be separate from it. And that's when you start creating the magic, right? That's when you're in that zone. And that's when that reaffirms that personality that you're becoming. And now you don't, you know, wake up in the morning and go, oh God, I got to create my future. Now you're, you're, <laughs> you're going to jump out of bed. Because Excited. You're, you're not going to want that magic to end. That's the right. key. So, so you teach people how to do this. And they start seeing the events in their life, uh, they're not going to want to miss a day in, in really just getting beyond their personality. And listen, it's so cool because it's amazing. You see all these people come in for success and new careers and uh, new relationships and healing from a disease and mystical experience. They come in for all these different kinds of reasons, healing from a childhood trauma. But really, <laughs> they just want wholeness. Right. And so as they start becoming more whole, and they start feeling more whole. It's not coming from anywhere out there. It's not coming from out there. Nothing out there is making them feel whole. If, when the novelty of the, the thing wears off, you feel empty again. They're feeling whole from within. Oh, this is different.
this is a different game. So why wouldn't you want to keep feeling more whole that you no longer want anything? Now, now you're not, you're now you're not living in separation any longer. That's the cool part. If someone is so disconnected to their future, their greater future self, if they're so uh, it, negative thoughts, suicidal thoughts, often uh, hurting themselves potentially, often uh, just don't have many close friends, don't feel like they identify with themselves in the world, don't feel like anyone understands them, no one accepts them, no one gets them. Like this all sounds great in theory, but when you're in a place of survival mode and your thoughts constantly, how can someone like that without having to go through the workshop that doesn't have the opportunity to go right now, what can they start to do to just give some a little bit of relief and peace in their heart? Yeah, it's simple. Knowledge, experience, wisdom, philosophy, initiate that philosophy, master mm -hmm. it. Yep. Mind, body, soul, thinking, doing, being, learning it with your head, applying it with your hands, knowing it by heart. And this is the journey of knowledge, because when you learn that information and you really study it, you are going to begin to see the world differently because yeah. your brain is changing. Then when you start saying, how can I use this? How can I apply it? How can I personalize it? How could I do something, initiate this information? What do I got to do? How do I get my behaviors to match my intentions? Now, this is the act of trial and error. It's so important. You don't make it the first time. You don't give up. You get up and you try to walk again. And you start learning how to do this. And so as you begin to do it over and over again, you start having new experiences. Yes. Well, new experiences enrich the circuits in your brain philosophically. And now the brain makes a chemical. And now you're feeling more unlimited. You're feeling more whole. You're teaching your body chemically to understand what your mind intellectually understood. And now you are literally, literally starting to embody that knowledge. Yeah. It's becoming, it's signaling new Jesus, new information, but but you can't do it one day and expect your wealth to come. You got to do it over and over again. Yes. So the repetition of re practicing over and over again, neurochemically conditions the mind and body begin to work as one. You've done it so many times. The body now knows how, how to do it subconsciously. Subconscious. Just, like it, just like it knew how to subconsciously lean into trauma and victim mode right. for decades. Now the body's getting new information. It's going to adapt. And, and now <laughs> you're going to literally become that knowledge, you're going to become it. That's what you're going to become. And so now that's when you no longer have to try. It's who you are. It's yes. Yeah. You've memorized an internal order that's greater than anything in your outer world. That's going to tell you something else. That's and key you, right there. And you become immunity to negative thoughts or negative viruses, where if something tries to, someone tries to say something to you, your body just rejects it automatically, just as if your physical body would reject uh, some virus coming in. Is that correct? It's absolutely the if way So I works. said, Dr. Joe, you can't do it. You're stupid. You're ugly. You're not smart enough. You're not this. You wouldn't even, they wouldn't even, it would just bounce right off you. You wouldn't even receive it because your field is so powerful. It's pushing all that away. No, because it's not the truth. There you go. You it's just laugh. It just be like, not, okay, that's just not real. But if I kept telling you, you know, you need this product, you need this drug to feel better, to look better, to be better. Let's appeal to your lack. And if you buy this, it'll make that feeling go away. And you try it for a while, then the feeling doesn't go away anymore. You got to try something else. Mm -hmm. And now watch the news and listen to all that information that's telling you you're limited. You're, you know, you're limited. It's something out there that's going to get you. There's nothing wrong with that, this. But if you're constantly saying it's traffic, it's the news, it's politics, it's my ex, 
that's making me feel and think this way, then you're subconsciously, not consciously, affected by your environment and you'll be more mm-hmm. affected by your environment. It's not a conscious yeah. process. But the more you say, I'm going to, in spite of the fear that we talked about or the anxiety or the frustration or the aggression or the hostility or whatever it is, the pain, the suffering, instead of saying that I can't change that, you know what? I'm going to think, I'm going to see if I can. Where can I find that information? Where, and, and all of a sudden you find people that are doing it and it makes sense to you. And you're like, well, okay, I'm feeling really anxious. Uh, instead of taking uh, something that's going to chemically change me, let's see if I could chemically change me mm. without something out there. Let's see if I can make my own pharmacy of antidepressants. I don't know. Let's see if I can make my own pain relievers. Let's see if I can make my own chemicals that cause uh, my immune system to get stronger. I'm just curious. Let's see. Uh, now, now the person is, they're out of the bleachers and they're on the field. So they'll start believing that they can do it, even if they change it a little bit. And, and if they don't get it the first three days, but they've seen the testimony of someone who has, and you see that person who's totally happy that was abused every day of her life and they don't have the genetic disorder any longer. You're going to say, wow, that person doesn't look like a movie star. That person doesn't mm-hmm. look like uh, they're vegetarian now. That person doesn't look young and buff <laughs> or whatever it is. They're going to look like a normal person. And you're going to say, I identify with her. I, de- I identify with her. She can do mm-hmm. it. I can do it. Now, here's the cool part. Yeah. We've seen then when people do this with the same stand on the stage and tell the story. That the, that the person in the audience with the same genetic condition does it in a shorter amount of time because the four-minute mile has been broken. Yeah, yeah it's evidence. So now evidence becomes the loudest voice. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's in testimony. There's, there's truth right in front of you. It's, 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 it's right in front of you. There's, you know, we had a guy in Dubai that had, he was in a wheelchair with this, with this tumor in his spine. And the doctor sent him home to die. He came across my book like a week before. They got Which him book? Uh, becoming supernatural, mm-hmm. and and then he read the book and he he somehow got in there. Someone gave him a spot. He was in a wheelchair, uh, stage four cancer, go home and die, severe uh, paralysis, a limitation, um, crowding the spinal cord, the whole bit. Um, nothing we can do for you. All these pain meds, uh, excruciating pain. <laughs> One week after the week long, his tumor reduced by thirty percent. I just mm. saw him in, in Munich. He's, he can walk. He's walking without his wheelchair. Wow. I mean, I mean he's, he's, in a, he's in a new experience. He, he's believing now in himself. And when you believe in yourself, you believe in possibility. You can't have one without the other. In this section, Joe talks about how to break free from the negative mindsets we have about ourselves and how changing our thoughts can help heal our body and mind. The hormones of stress push the genetic buttons that create disease. If you can turn on the stress response just by thought alone, your thoughts can make you sick. And if your thoughts can make you sick, is it possible that your thoughts can make you well? So Mm. they began to realize that, oh my God, the repetition of thinking and feeling and feeling and thinking caused me to feel guilt. And I don't even know it's guilt, it just feels like me. It's just, I'm used to the same chemical continuity. Now, the moment they decided to change, anytime you decide to change and change anything about yourself, get ready because it's going to feel uncomfortable. It's gonna hurt. You're, you're gonna leave the known. Yeah. You're gonna leave the familiar and you're gonna step into the unknown. Even if the familiar is uncomfortable and painful, right. you it's st- still gonna be painful leaving the pain. Right, because some people are super happy being unhappy. Right. So then they would rather cling to their suffering than take a chance in possibility. So these people said, 
I really have nothing to lose, right? So then they said, I'm willing to be uncomfortable and be in the unknown. And it turns out that's the perfect place to create from. Mm. So when the body is conditioned to become the mind, then to change is to be greater than the body, right? Because, How do we become greater than the body? Well, <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> but let me finish this, yes. okay? So the third thing they said was, okay, so now that I know that I gotta break the habit of being myself and I can't mismanage my thoughts and feelings, I gotta change how I act, I gotta watch how I speak, I gotta become conscious of how unconscious I am because 95% of who we are by the time we're 35 years old is a set of memorized behaviors, mm -hmm. uh, like a computer program, emotional reactions, unconscious beliefs and perceptions. So the first step to change is to become conscious of how you think, to notice how you act, to pay attention to how you feel. And the act of observing those states of mind and body separates you from that program. Now you're, you're, you're the consciousness observing that program. And it turns out the more conscious you become of how unconscious you are, you know, lighting a match in a dark place, that first step creates enormous amounts of chaos in the brain and body. And it's disturbing, so people mm. just go back to the same addiction, the same emotion, the same problem. <sighs> this feels better. No, that feels familiar. So they said, okay, mm. now I gotta change. I gotta reinvent myself. Now this is really important because they started sitting down and thinking, okay, who in history do I admire? Where are great people, role models that mm -hmm. I could follow? What are the qualities and characteristics that they have? How am I gonna change? You know, they, these are what we call frontal lobe questions. The creative center of the brain switches on and the emotional center settles down. So then they started thinking, how would I have to be in a new life if I was really going to heal? What would I have to change about myself? Now there's this interesting phenomenon that if you close your eyes and you begin to think about doing something, you're an athlete, you understand this. If you're a uh, uh, background in football and you are running a pattern or you are doing something, you would rehearse it in your mind. Yeah. Turns out that the act of mentally rehearsing something when you're truly present, your brain does not know the difference mm. between what's going on out there and what's going on in here. In fact, your brain will begin to look like you've been doing it for the last five days and you've never run the course. Hmm. So now your brain is no longer a record of the past because typically it is. Now it's a map to the future. So wow. now you're priming your brain. So that became the very platform. You know, experiments with piano players. You know, you take a group of people that never played the piano before. You divide them into two different categories. You take one group of people. You teach them one-handed scales and chords. You do a brain scan on them. They come and practice for two hours a day for five days. At the end of five days, if you rescan the brain, they grow new circuits on the opposite side of the brain. Nothing magical there. You learn something new. Learning's making new connections. Get some instruction. You get instruction. You get your body involved. You get your body involved. You're going to have an experience. Experience enriches the brain. Pay attention to what you're doing. You've got to pay attention and repeat it. Firing and wiring, you're going to assemble new circuits. You can take the other group of people, have them come for two hours a day for five days, do a brain scan before, the brain scan after. Have them close their eyes and mentally rehearse playing those scales and chords. At the end of five days, they'll grow the same amount of circuits in their um, brain as the people who actually physically demonstrated the action. What does that mean? It means not only do they change their brain by thinking differently, but their brain looks like they've been playing the piano for five days. Now set them in front of a piano, never played the piano before, they'll play those scales and chords because their brain is wired wow. to play it. So now, the act of rehearsing who they're gonna be, what are the qualities, and beginning to get in this creative state, began to lay down the circuits of a new personality. 
and a new personality is connected to a new personal reality. So the next question is, mm. does that change the body? Take a group of men, have them do one-handed uh, curls in their mind and bring an emotional component like stronger, harder, more intense, one hour a day for two weeks. At the end of two weeks, 13.5 increase in muscle strength, wow. never lifted a weight. Now their body is changing by thought alone. Huh. So these people began to reprogram their brain and body. And all of a sudden, they began to act differently. Why? Because they installed the circuits. They began to think differently, of right. course. They began to feel differently. They, they were no longer feeling pain. They're actually liking themselves, right? So then if they're living by a different emotion, and they're, they're feeling an elevated emotion before they're healing, before they were healed. They're not waiting for their healing to feel joy and gratitude. They're feeling right. gratitude and joy. Now their body's believing that it's healed because the body's feeling the emotion ahead of the experience. And if the environment signals the gene and the end product of an experience in the environment is emotion, you're signaling the gene ahead of the environment. And what do genes do? Genes make proteins. So what are proteins responsible? Hmm. The structure and function of the body. Now you're literally becoming somebody else. And now you're turning down the genes for disease and you're turning up these other wow. genes. So I started to realize that this reinvention process is exactly what we've always done. It's just that we get complacent in certain areas of our life and we stop. Now the last thing they had in common, the fourth thing, is that when they were doing that rehearsal process, they had long moments where they lost track of time and space. In other words, they were so involved in their inner world mm -hmm. of imaging that when they turn the light on in the room or they lift their blindfold up or whatever they were doing, they thought it was 20 minutes later and it was an hour and 20 minutes later. And when you're truly focused and you're truly paying attention and you're in the present moment, all of a sudden you will leave this three-dimensional reality. Mm. And when you leave this three-dimensional reality, there's only one other place you go and that is the realm of thought and that's called the quantum field. And that quantum field is where all possibilities exist, right? So they were connecting to a field of information that had everything to do with the first principle, which is that invisible intelligence that's both within us and all around us, personal and universal. It is, it is the unifying field that governs everything material in this world. And mm. if you're gonna ch change something material, that means you gotta get beyond your body to heal your body. Right. Because if you're your body trying to heal your body, there's one thing that we can guarantee it's gonna take time. It's gonna just take a long time because you're playing by the rules of Newtonian physics. You play by the rules of quantum physics. Energy dictates matter. Mm. So when you're truly in the field and you're making changes there, then the downward cascade neurologically, biologically, chemically, hormonally, genetically, is the side effect of what's doing, what's happening in the field. It accelerates. It accelerates yeah. it, exactly. <clears throat> so you, you do it in less time because you're more connected to a realm that doesn't play by time. This is fascinating because you know, growing up in this religion that I grew up it was a constant reminder, daily practice, to think in a certain way. Mm -hmm. To think that you can never be physically harmed. Mm -hmm. That you're infinite love, that you're infinite light, your infinite soul, spirit, life, truth, and love, right? Mm -hmm. It was a constantly taught to me that I'm, that I'm never able to get physically harmed. Mm -hmm. And that if you are, that means your thought is off. And you just have to recorrect your thought and you'll have a healing, mm -hmm. right? It's a little extreme for some because, and if you're not, you know, well practiced in it, and if you don't know how to really manage the thoughts and train, then you can hurt yourself. Yeah, exactly. You can really hurt your body, and that's, you know, it happened. Right? Yeah, it happened for times. Um, but I use this, you know, philosophy, strategy, technique, idea in sports, 
and I would rehearse constantly, like you talked about, I was constantly mm-hmm. rehearsing the games, what I wanted to create for the season, for my, my body, for my life. Mm-hmm. And it's, it just seems like it would always happen. You know, I would rehearse constantly over and over and get lost <clears throat> in my thoughts. You call it the quantum field, is that what you call mm-hmm. it? So I was in the quantum field to be on the physical field. I was playing in the quantum field just like I'd be playing on the physical exactly. field. Exactly. And I remember I would watch um, game film of world record holders in track and field and football and watch them every single night and mentally rehearse the same movements they would have before I would fall asleep. And then I would practice the next day. But I was constantly rehearsing in my mind how I wanted to show up. I was rehearsing this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, in my life, 10 years ago, I was rehearsing what I'd be doing this year in my mm-hmm. life. Do you do this on a daily practice for yourself? And if so, how does that rehearsal look like? I do, I do. Um, so, so two things I wanted to say about that. I mean, first of all, this is really not for everybody. Mm. I mean, because it's a you gotta be. It's like pregnancy. Either you are, or you're not. I mean, I mean, there's no in between. A little pregnant. You can't be kind of a little pregnant. Either you are, or you're not. And so, so you can't. Who is it for? And who is it not for? Yeah. So, so we. What I found is that when I started studying spontaneous remissions, it was for people who had reached the end of their emotional belief where there was no longer any answers. They had, the doctors gave up on it, they had nothing else to do, right? And so they changed everything about themselves. And some of them were physicians, you know? It's just going like, wow, well, what, have I, what have I been doing? But now fast forward to today. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PUREleaf. That's promo code 20PUREleaf for 20% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've learned the hard way that constantly holding on to your emotions and repeatedly choosing to not talk about your feelings will only make you feel worse and worse. And up until about 10 or 11 years ago, I was afraid to talk about my trauma that I experienced. And I know we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. But therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to fit your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Lewis today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-E-W-I-S. Hey, I mean, in an age of information, ignorance is a choice. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got so much information. You don't need a doctor. You don't need a teacher. You don't need a priest or a minister to gain information. You don't need an authority, right? You can, technology gives us the, a very quick information. So now, people are informed 
20 years ago, a doctor said, do you have this health condition? You believed it. Yeah, and not yeah. only that, you signed on the dotted line, you got the treatment of the surgery. Fast forward to today, everybody just kind of goes, wait a second. Multiple opinions, yeah, let me get this. Let me, oh, you go home and you research it and yeah. you say, I want to try this. So now all of a sudden people yeah. are taking their power back. So, so people are more informed. So surgical procedures, pharmaceuticals are not always the first choice for people because there's other ways. And people only do the best with what's available. So now information has scaled and changed the way people face off with health conditions. And now people are coming uh, into this, uh, number one, if they have a health condition that they can self-correct. And number two, there are people that are saying, if I'm headed for a genetic destiny, because my mother had this health condition, my father had this, and I know the gene doesn't create it, but how I act and how I feel is going to signal the same gene. Well, I'm gonna just change mm-hmm. my genetic future. So now, people are super proactive in the process, right? So that's point number one, but point number two is that if you, if you start realizing that this is actually possible, and, and I can tell you that without a doubt it is, because we were talking before we started, the things that I'm witnessing I mean, if in the beginning it was just like a person got a little better, you felt a little this, a little mm-hmm. that, you know, mm-hmm. their food allergies went away. And, right. But then all of a sudden we're talking about, we in our last event, two people with stage four cancer, completely reversed. Wow. Uh, a woman with a very serious uh, neurological disorder, they, didn't even, they couldn't even name it, crutches the whole bit, left the event, no crutches. Well, how did she do that? Mm. Well, let me ask you a question. If she doesn't look like a movie star and she's not buffed and young and attractive and successful, she's just like a normal person, and you listen to this person's story, and there's a thousand people listening to that story, you're gonna scratch your head and say, wow, if she can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. And just like you know, an infection spreads amongst a community that creates disease, health and wellness can be as infectious as disease. Right. So do I use it? Yes, but not in the way that people think. Like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not interested in success, I've had it. I know that that's an important element. I think success is a side effect of who you are. Mm-hmm. But what am I after? I'm after making a difference in the world. I want people to become empowered. So my rehearsals, my meditations, and connecting are all about the next thing that we can push the envelope for. In other words, if that person healed themselves of that health condition, and this person healed themselves, is it possible for that person to heal another person? And if they can heal that other person, which is now happening, is it possible to heal somebody on the other side of the planet? But you just have to build the model and then come up with the science to be able to piece it together. And science, turns out, is the language to help to demystify that process. So I now know, without a doubt, if you give people sound scientific information, and every time they learn something new, they're adding new connections in their brain. That's what learning is. Wow. And if they can begin to pay attention for just one hour, now they're causing jungles of neurons to begin to organize as a platform of understanding. If I say to you, now turn to the person next to you and explain what I said, and we do this in our events, if you can turn to the person next to you and explain what you said, you've wired it in your brain. Mm-hmm. What's the relevance of that? Now, you're installing the neurological hardware in your brain in preparation for an experience. And if the more you understand what you're doing and why, the how gets easier. Right. And if nothing's left the conjecture, superstition or dogma or spiritual new age stuff, but it's grounded in science, science. you're gonna have more intention behind what you're doing and you're gonna assign more meaning to more it. More believable. Exactly. Not and just blind faith. Yes, it, no, it's, something's backing it Right, well. yeah. and then if we can set up the conditions in the environment, and give people the proper instruction. 
And on those people that get their behaviors to match their intentions and their actions equal to their thoughts, think of their mind and body working together, they're gonna to have a new experience. And that experience then is gonna enrich even more circuits in their brain. The end product of an experience is an emotion. All of a sudden, they're gonna feel unlimited. They're gonna feel empowered. They're gonna feel successful. They're gonna feel worthy. Now they're teaching their body chemically to understand what their mind is intellectually understood. Mm. Knowledge is for the mind, but experience is for the body, and they're embodying that information. Well, they've done it once, they should be able to do it again. And while you keep repeating the experience, you know this as an athlete, it's gonna become automatic. Right. It's gonna become innate, it's gonna become second nature. It's gonna become who you are. You don't have to think about it any longer. So take a person who was uh, abused as a child with an alcoholic parent who has a very rare genetic disorder. They've manifested weakness in their bones because that's the emotion they live by. Genetic disorder that medical science says we have no way to help you. How do you explain mm. after a year of every day going after it, overcoming herself, overcoming herself, overcoming herself to become someone else? That No more any fr fractured bones, no evidence of broken bones, no more crutches, no more wheelchair no, running again. How do you explain that except she literally became someone else. She became somebody else. The mm. disease existed in the old personality. She's right. not that person any longer. Wow. No, so biologically, that's absolutely possible. So for me, I chase the mystical. I want those profound moments where I cannot go back to being the same guy again. Mm. Because once you taste the, that wine or you drink from that well, all of a sudden, the way you perceive reality changes because you start to see things that always existed, but you didn't have the circuitry in place to perceive them. Why? Because the inner event is an experience. An experience enriches the brain. We don't see things how they are. We see things how we are. Hmm. So as you begin to change your circuitry, you're going to perceive more of reality. And why? Because we, we probably perceive 1% of reality. So how, right. do we, how do we begin to fully engage, right? So for me, None of that matters. None of that veneer stuff matters. What matters is the essence. What matters is, am I making a difference in the world? How can I begin to affect a change and help people to heal or create a better life for themselves and not do it matter to matter, you know, with bravado and, uh, you know, adrenaline and all that. That's the old way. Mm -hmm. This is about connecting and instead of going and getting it, creating a field where you draw it to you and the mm. synchronicities and the coincidences and the opportunities that are coming to you as a result of you doing the inner work, yeah. you're going to rush less in your life and you're gonna be more aware of your energy and nobody changes until they change their energy. And when you change your energy, you change your life. But that doesn't mean you change your energy, do a meditation and you get up and then get on a freeway and flip people off. Right. You just disconnected from the energy of your future. You gotta be greater than the conditions in your environment. You gotta maintain that state of being. You gotta be greater than the habits and emotions of your body. And you gotta sustain it for an extended period of time. How, how do we change our energy and how do we sustain it for an extended period of time? How long does that time need to be until we really start to see? Sometimes immediate. Okay, so, so our research, and we've done uh, in the last six years, uh, because we were seeing so many incredible incredible things going on in our workshops. I mean, people stepping out of wheelchairs and all kinds of crazy things. You're like I, a church. We're kind of like, like well, a church, like it, a mega church, yeah. <laughs> but hopefully not that. But, Based in science. Yeah, but, but, but. But I, isn't it amazing that some of these churches, when get, people get to believe, whether they have science backing it or not, they just, it's the belief in the they mind. They step out into the unknown. You can step out of your yeah. body yeah. And, and heal yourself, and, right? And instantaneously. 
instantaneously. And we do see that a lot. And some people are like, ah, that's, how yeah. can that be possible? Well, how can it be possible? Well, look, we've, we've, we've I done have, the research now. I've assembled it. a team yeah. of scientists. We've yeah. done 8,500 brain scans. I can tell you, I can tell you when a person's about ready to change. I can tell you why people really? don't change. I can tell you what it takes to change. So what's it take to change? Well, do you change? Most people keep their attention, always their awareness on their body. They keep their attention on everything in their environment, <clears throat> people and things. Their, their brain is always scanning everything around us to determine what's known and unknown, what's, what's safe, safe and, and unsafe, yeah. right? And, you know, we do that all the time. So our research shows that the moment you take your attention off your body and you go from somebody to nobody, you take your attention off the people in your life and go from who you identify with from someone to no one. And so mm -hmm. many people spend their whole life building an identity of being someone. Take your attention off your cell phone, your computer, your car, and go from something to nothing. Take your attention off where you're sitting, where you need to be, some place you have to go, go from somewhere to nowhere. And take your attention off time, linear, thinking about the predictable future or the familiar past, and fall into the generous present moment and go from some time to no time then all you're left with is consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that's the moment you're no longer playing by the same rules of matter to matter. And there's an, a, a very elegant moment that takes place in the brain. In fact, I was just showing my research to a group of researchers in uh, Santa Cruz this past week, and they were blown away. And I said, now watch, this person, this person's going to have a transformational moment. They said, how do you know? I go, I, I've seen enough of these. And the next moment, the whole brain just lights up. That person is switched on. They, they'll never be the same person again. They're having a transcendental moment. And we could actually predict it and teach it now. It's a formula. Mm. Just like you doing sports, it just becomes a formula. Sure. And then you change the formula and you add to it, right? So when you no longer are you know, identifying with your body, your environment, and time, that's the moment you're pure consciousness. Now, you're just an idea. You're an awareness. Awareness. Awareness that has nothing to do with local space and time. And now, if you're you no longer. You can go beyond you can anything. Go, you can go beyond, and that's when the brain, because the brain doesn't change the brain. It takes a long time. It takes a long time for the personality to change the personality, for the ego to change the ego. The programs to change the programs takes forever. Matter takes a long time to change matter. But when you're in this moment, you're no longer playing by those rules. Consciousness is the phenomenon above matter. In fact, consciousness is beginning to activate or manipulate circuits in the brain. People just think the brain is creating consciousness. No, consciousness is executing the brain, right? So then, if the brain can change, then the mind doesn't change the brain. Mind is the brain in action. It's consciousness that changes it. So when people begin to disengage and get beyond themselves. You are at your absolute best when you get beyond yourself. Then getting the person to that point. How does someone get to that point? Yeah, so we teach them that formula. We teach them to that point where all of a sudden they reach that generous present moment where they just feel connected. And when they're in that place, all the things they thought they wanted, they actually no longer want because right. they feel like they already have them. So then imagine living your life from that place. You would be less uh, judgmental. Uh, you would be less frustrated. Right. You would be less impatient. Less reactive, yeah. And so, so the formula then is that it requires a clear intention, which is a coherent brain. And when you're living stressed out and something goes wrong, 
and you're threatened or you can't predict an outcome or you have the perception that something's getting worse or you can't control it, you switch on that fight or flight nervous system that yeah. we talked about. Yeah. Now here's what happens. When that occurs, you start shifting your attention from one person to one problem, the one thing to another person to another place because your brain is trying to predict the next moment. Well, every one of those people and things and places has this neurological network in your brain. So as you shift your attention from one to the next, it's like a lightning storm in the clouds. Your brain starts firing very incoherently. When your brain is incoherent, you're incoherent. And when mm -hmm. you're living by the hormones of stress, not a time to create, no. not a time to open your heart, not a time to learn, not a time to trust. <laughs> and it's a time to run, fight, or hide. So people spend 70% of their time of their life living in the state. Wow. So think about it. So Miserable. Then, yeah, so then when you're under stress, if there's, a, if there's a cougar around the corner, you're not gonna sit down and meditate. You're yeah, not gonna sit yeah, still, gonna, right? But, but so imagine, tree. Yeah. Here, you, got the, you got the survival gene switched on and nobody is gonna believe in possibility when you're living in survival, right? Wow, yeah. So then when you're living in stress, what happens is, is you narrow your focus on the cause. You narrow your focus on matter, the object, the thing. And so people get switched on and all of their attention is on their outer world. When the hormones of stress kick on, the body gets an arousal, now your attention is on the body. And of course, when you're under stress, you're trying to predict the future based on the past. And now you're literally enslaved into three-dimensional reality. So then how do you get what you want? You gotta try harder, you gotta force it more, you gotta work harder, you gotta fight for it. It's matter trying to change matter. It's exhausting. And people just burn out, right? So then. We now know that when you go from a narrow focus on something and you begin to open your focus, mm. you create a sense and awareness that the act of opening your focus causes you to stop thinking. And if you stop thinking, you no longer activate those circuits and you start to slow your brain waves down. Mm. And as you slow your brain waves down, you start connecting to that autonomic nervous system, the thing that's giving you life. And all of a sudden, when you get beyond yourself, it says, uh, he's gone, let's step in and just clean up this mess before he gets back. Really? And its job is to create order and balance. So your body will start to do that for you. The innate intelligence will step right in. Once you connect, you gotta connect. So you gotta know how to change your brain waves. You can't change your brain waves. Wow. You stay in that active state. You're basically moving furniture around. You're analyzing your life within some disturbing emotion. And I can tell you after looking at all those brain stands, if you're analyzing your life within some disturbing emotion, you're going to make your brain worse. Mm. In fact, you are thinking in the past, right? So you teach people the formula, how to open their focus, change their brain waves, connect to that invisible field, and all of a sudden, different compartments of the brain start synchronizing. The front of the brain starts talking to the back of the brain. The right side starts talking to the left side. And all of a sudden, what sinks in the brain links in the brain. And all of a sudden, you see this person starting to feel more like themselves. And when you see those two hemispheres of the brain start lighting up, watch out because wow. that person's gonna feel really whole. They're gonna start loving life. They're gonna feel like they're gonna be in love with life because the union of polarity and duality is wholeness at the exact same time. Coherent brain, when you're resentful, when you're judgmental, when you're impatient, your heart beats out of rhythm. Why? You're stepping on the gas and you're stepping on the brake at wow. the same time. Your body and its intelligence living in survival is saying T-Rex is back there, but you're not running. 
because you're sitting across the table looking at somebody smiling and your body's revved up, right? So the heart is beating arrhythmically. And when that happens, you're, you're squandering or you're using all the body's life force and turning it into chemistry, right? You're using so, all that energy to, to survive as opposed to think beyond. Right, right. So you're drawing from your vital life force, that invisible field around your body, and you're turning it into chemistry. You actually are going to shrink your own field. The hormones of stress cause us to be materialists, right? We, 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 when we're under stress, we're, we're using our senses to determine reality. So now you feel more like matter and less like energy, more separate from possibility. So then to teach a person then how to regulate that heart center. And we do this, uh, we've done 6,000 heart scans. Why? Because if I can teach you how to get in that heart state and I can teach you how to activate that center and I can teach you how to regulate an elevated emotion, Mm -hmm. The heart starts to create a very coherent signature. And when the heart starts beating like a drum, like dropping a pebble in water, it begins to produce a mm -hmm. measurable magnetic field up to three meters wide. Now you're more energy than matter, more wave than particle. Wow. Now, that field that's being created is measurable. And that's an energy. And energy is frequency. And all frequency carries information. So what is the information when it makes it here? But you're it sharing can, into the world. Yeah. It could carry the thought of your healing. Why? Because it's consistent with the energy. Guilt isn't going to carry the thought of your healing. It's a different frequency. And all of a sudden now, the person is elevating their emotional state and they're allowing their thought to be carried on that frequency. They're broadcasting a whole new energetic signature. But thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. And how you think and how you feel creates your state of being. Mm. So then the question is, if you keep practicing creating that state of being, it should become familiar to you. Yes or no? Yes. The word meditation literally means to become familiar with. Mm. So then if you're practicing moving into these elevated states and your heart is coherent and we're measuring and I can say, Louis, you got it. Now do it for 30 minutes. Now mm. do it for 60 minutes. And you practice creating that coherence. You'll know when you're there and when you're not. Yes or no? Sure. And then you would be able to say, like a skill, like anything else, give me a minute. I'm going to step out and you're going to go back in the heart coherence and bring up that state. So how now, do we get there in the heart? Oh, well, then we practice a formula. Again, rest your attention. Start sure, calling sure. up elevated emotions. And when you start seeing that that starts happening, then you sustain it. Then you keep practicing. And all of a sudden, it gets longer and longer and longer. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.